Ontario, Roscoe, Demo, and this is the Chop by T Podcast. You can keep me somewhere balling on my ex. I'm getting money, I ain't responding to I can never let a bitch see me sweat. Fuck a look like bitch, no I'm blessed. And I'm still getting money, ain't no change. When you block me, I take that as entertainment. I guess we can start right into it. <sighs> it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long time, for real, for real. Yes, Lord. But I'm glad we finally got everything together, man. And shout out to all the people who sit and was patient and waited. We love y'all. I've been getting a lot of DMs and a lot of texts. I don't know about y'all from motherfuckers talking about, like, what? Too. Like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Everybody be seeing us post a little the little clips on uh, Instagram. I'm like, where the video at, nigga? Yeah, <laughs> just been having fun. That's what we doing. But man, let's get right into it. How y'all been doing this week, too? Though it's been a it's been a rough week for y'all. A good yeah, week. How? It's been kind of long for me, just yeah. work and stuff. And just yeah, coming off of the um, the snowstorm. You yeah, know, coming off of a week. Checks you know. light. Yeah. yeah, I experienced a little like little seasonal depression when that shit hit. That like that snow and shit hit. Yeah, did you for real? Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. When um, whenever whenever it's snowing outside, I I still had that spirit as if we back in school. And I'm I'm happy to mm-hmm. to be stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm with the kids. I'm looking at the uh, the little ticker on the news and stuff, and waiting for the county to come by. I don't know why. I still feel yeah. like it to this yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I was like messing my money up. That's what I was thinking about. That too, though. Yeah, nah, that. I'm with you. That for sure, it for sure messed my money up. But I'm with Demo. Uh, is is nostalgia when you mi- had to miss school and you going outside and you able to like you know make a snowman or play in the snow and shit. It, it kind of brought me back to and I called Dre and talked to him about it too. It brought me back to like, bro, you remember we was kids and it snowed and we didn't have to go to school and I was out there fucking y'all up with them snowballs. You know I'm bigger <laughs> than them, I'm older than them. I was fucking the ass up with them snowballs so. And Dre ass didn't have no gloves. And his ass went in the house and put hot water on his hands out the Messed his hands up. Fucked mm-hmm. himself up. Mm-hmm. Fucked himself up. He, he didn't even remember that shit. You know how long it takes to learn little science shit like that? Like, yeah. hey, if you your hands are freezing, first. you're not yeah. supposed to put hot water on them. Mm-hmm. My uncle used to say, put them in your pants. <laughs> put them in your pants under yeah. your nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but nah, it's good, man. I'm glad y'all had a good week and shit, but let's jump right into it, though. What's going on? What y'all want to talk about? We was talking about something off camera though, right, Sco? Uh-huh. About you with uh your uh oh, my lady, co-worker. the situation happened with your coworker and shit. Yeah, uh well we was talking about uh coming like from the same value system. And what he mean was, what he meant was like he asked me, Do I get a lot of pushback when it comes to my girl? Yeah. I said, Yeah, mainly because she didn't grow up with a father, so she don't know how to uh, respond to like when I'm talking a certain way sometimes, so yeah. I'll be having to atone, uh, you know, my tone sometimes. But uh, he he asked me, he said, "Why would you talk to a person that don't come from the same value system as you?" Yeah. But I was like, you know, I come from a two parent home. Yeah. But my mama came from a single parent home. Yeah. So even then, you still gonna have situations. Yeah. Coming from a two-parent home, because we as black people don't know, you know, we really, most of us don't come from a, that structure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And was you, you supposed to punish a woman because she didn't have a dad in her life? That he, he was saying, like, just don't choose a woman to come from a single-parent home. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm like, but well, how are we supposed to bring our black women up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You supposed to punish her because her father wasn't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you supposed to say, no, nah, no, nah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That reminds me of when people say things like, um, are you spoiled or um your daddy got money and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to suffer. Or I'm yeah. supposed to feel bad because my parents they stayed were, I had together. Good parents. Yeah, they I had, basically <laughs> right. I had good parents, yeah. You know, <laughs> like your weekend mama, <laughs> Basically. And what what he was saying is I can tell like he he, he'd have been hurt by a couple women. Yeah. And what he was saying, he wouldn't have went through as much uh, stuff he went through if he would have just chose somebody from the same value system as him. He's speaking from a place of pain. Yeah. yeah. And I understand it at the same time because yeah. you, you will cut out 
a lot of stuff if she was brought up like you. Yeah, but, but they, 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 they like cheat a, too, though. Yeah, like, they cheat, they lie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it just depends on the individual to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just about the personality. It's mm-hmm. good people out here with no parent hell that didn't have both parents. Hell, me. I like to think that I'm good. Shit. I use you as a reference. I, mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I got a homeboy. He grew up single parent home, but he mm-hmm. turned out cool. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. Ain't, like, he ain't going to be trying to get over on me. Like, trying yeah. to, you know, like as most of those people do, you know, because yeah. they grew up off survival and I grew up off love. So sometimes I come in conflict with that. Yeah, but even with even with that, I say like my mother, my mother, and just family period like showered me with so much love and shit like that. So it wasn't even a sense of like survival. I I, I guess I say I had to grow up uh, quick, you know, and be a man. But it was just she showered me with so much love anyway. It was like I don't know. It, it's like the I always use the the example. If you grew up your whole life and everybody wore wore uh, purple shirts. Uh-huh. Then you gonna think that's the norm wearing purple exactly. shirts. So me growing up without a daddy, it was a norm for me until I get older and I realize like, oh shit, right. this may not be a good thing. I was gonna ask you how how you deal with like okay you dealing with your girl. Mm. How do you deal back when she? I mean, how you do you deal with when she challenge you like have that when you have that pushback? Um, see that that's an easy one for me again because I had to step up and be like. Uh, a man already myself. So that's an easy one for me. Uh, What I do is, honestly, a lot of the time, and this with people in general, it ain't even just with your woman. Mm -hmm. When people coming at you like that or doing something, a lot of time it don't even have nothing to do with you. It could have been the work day. It could have been just the way they was raised up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just takes you to sit back and just listen and be quiet Mm-hmm. And let them work that shit out on their own. And learn how to deal with them. Learn how to deal you with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be thinking a lot of men just be wanting women to be submissive and just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, who who wants that? Yeah. I don't want no yes woman. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want my lady to challenge me. How am I going to get better? Yeah. And motherfuckers will create this false idea in their head of, like, they want the baddest woman in the world who's going to cook, who's going to clean, who got, like, all of this money and all of that. Like, you're even with the women, they'll do that, too. But you create this false sense in your head of, like, this false idea in your head, I mean, of what your woman should look like or mm-hmm. what your woman should be. Like, that's so you in, shit. Yeah, are you perfect? You know? Yeah. Man. I think people be uh, too entitled, honestly, when it come to when it come to things like that. Yeah. Take it back to our grandparents or our, our ancestors. Say, uh, we was, I was talking about this the other day with probably my brother. Like, you know, how, why all of them had 13, 14 kids like that because they needed their kids to work out in the field or mm. something like that. Like, we coming from like a, a place, like you said, of privilege or a place of entitlement. But they just had to find a good, strong mate, a good woman with good childbearing hips. That was the reality for them to have mm-hmm. their kids so they wouldn't be poor and mm-hmm. fucked up. We just coming from a place of entitlement, and that's all. But I, I just think people need to just, and I had to learn this myself, bro. I'm still working on it, actually. Just learn how to listen to people. and yeah. Don't be so quick to attack and jump on people. My son taught me that, for sure. Yeah. Can I just say thank God for Maverick? Cause this nigga T, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, get, was a wild boy. Get bad, bro. Man, get bad. Demo Nosco, you know too. Like it's just it used to get bad. Like I just wasn't trying to hear that shit. Like no, you need to be right, nigga, and do right now. I ain't trying to, but shit, that little nigga helped me understand like patience. Uh huh. Give a person the time to work it all out. Don't be so quick to jump. And I catch myself doing it now, like quick to jump. And it be fucked up now because people are so used to me being that way. <laughs> to the point where they automatically be in defense mode. Bruh, and I get it. I get it. I swear to God, I get it. Me and Demo just talked about that the other day when we was on the phone. Like while I was on the road. Like, I get it. I completely understand why motherfucker would have their defenses up against me, bruh. <laughs> was a wild boy. I might tell a nigga, man, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you? What? <laughs> stupid. You stupid, nigga. Like, Would you say like, um, I forget the, the the young lady's name, but you say you was talking to somebody and they um, 
they was like, "Ooh, T, you you normally don't play like you you normally don't play like that because Maverick like pulled away from you or something uh, yeah, like that." Jaleesa. Yeah, Jaleesa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my cousin or my sister, whichever one, like a sister. Like, hell, Maverick. You know, just like little shit, like little shit that I have zero tolerance for with people. Like, you just seen it. Yeah. You just seen like me trying to tell him take his food because I had I'm sit up, I slave over this hot stove <laughs> <laughs> to make you this good breakfast, and I'm trying to give you your food, but you trying to throw a ball, and all I'm telling you is just go put it in your room so you can eat. Uh-huh. And what he do, he snatch it, walk down the hall, he still eat the shit anyway. Like shit like that, bro. <laughs> I almost dropped it. <laughs> bro, I almost dropped it. Trying to drop it, kinda like you little asshole. Like shit like that, bro. Like they know my cousins. All the people know growing up. I would not tolerate that shit. Like what you got? You gonna get an attitude? You got an attitude? Like, I might shit punch you in your shit or something. You know, just just completely irrational. And just go back to what we talk about. Go part of not having the pops. He mellowed you out though. He mellowed me the fuck out, yeah, bro. He mellowed you out. It's like, no, he made me sit back and be like, all right, let's figure this out. I got to, I'll tell you about the first time we brought him home and everything. I've been, ooh, it hit me now in my chest, boy. That boy <laughs> make me emotional. I swear he do. But when I first brought him home, was, and I never, I probably never told, I may have told y'all this, but what put me in check with that shit, with that, like, stop being so selfish is we brought him home. And anybody who ever had a kid know that first week, especially if it's your first kid, that week is like hell week. <laughs> it's like, you know, so we brought him home and I can remember I wanted him, I wanted Tyra to breastfeed him so bad. That's all I want to just breastfeed, breastfeed. Because you hear so much positive shit about breastfeed. Uh-huh. And um he wasn't take he wasn't latching on or whatever. So she was trying to breastfeed him and he wasn't latching on. And I see her getting frustrated. And I'm just, you need to try this this way. You need to do this. And you maybe you need to go get the pump and do this and do that. Just being an asshole, mm-hmm. bro. Just being my old self. And he wasn't eating, right? Uh-huh. Of course, he's getting hungry. And I can remember he was just crying. He was just fucked up. He was crying, crying, crying. And I called my auntie. I'm like, auntie, he, he won't stop crying. I don't know what's wrong. She was like, if he's not you know, sick, running a fever, nothing like that, more than likely, he he. Do he need change? I'm like, no. So he comfortable. Maybe he just hungry. And then it hit me like you been being an asshole this whole time. Not you know telling no to the formula, no formula, no formula. Uh-huh. He gonna latch on. And the moment we gave him that fucking formula, bro, he drank two bottles of that formula. He almost was hungry. He was hungry as a motherfucker, bro. And I'm gonna tell you when I tell you, nigga. <laughs> I looked Tyra. I just turned my head away from Tyra. I looked at her for a second. I turned my head away from her. I started crying. <laughs> she was like, she's like, what? I'm like, shh. Like, she started rubbing my back. She was like, it's okay, baby. Like, started what? my what? baby. I said, I said, man, for as long as I live, I'll never want to make another mistake of allowing my wishes or the things that I want to stop him from from being okay. Mm-hmm. I sit up here and just not let my child eat. And another thing that I didn't mention in that moment that I had to mention later on is I also created an insecurity in Tyra. She a first-time mother. And I'm making it seem like she's not good yeah. enough because mm-hmm. she can't make him latch on and shit. Bro, I had to check myself. And that, seem, that may seem so small to y'all, but from that day forward, bro, That's it was important. over with. That's important, though. I'm like, nope, like, calm the fuck down. And as I've done it with him, it's easier now because, like, you do it with a child who can't even talk back to you. Right. It's easy for me to do it with y'all. Yeah. Have that that patience. Have that patience with him, bro. But that was just, man, he he changed me a lot. I'm I'm so grateful for that little dude. I'm so grateful for him. But you know, Sco, shit, you got a little one. Yeah. Yeah. You know how this shit go. You gotta you gotta be patient with them, and they just just having kids, man. It, it bring a whole new side of you, out of you, like a. It's almost like a, a peace to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like at that time, you really not worried about nothing else. You just worried about providing for your child and just being the best person you can be yeah. for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all that matters. It's, it's not about us no more. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is for them. Yeah, I was talking to my cousin Tavion the other day, 
And he was, you know, I was like, bro, I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know, you got you got a little one now, and you're doing your thing. You're taking care of him. I said, man, stick around, bro. Don't ever leave. If you're having, like, issues with his mother, do not leave. I said, because he needs you. That man needs you. Uh-huh. He was like, because never mind him need me. I need him. <laughs> and I understood that shit on so many levels. I understood that shit on so many levels. It's, it's, you, that's why you see this, these situations going on like that in Chicago. I, I, I tell my my girl all the time, I say, listen, I wish that I could multiply myself and go be fathers to some of these young ones out here and shit, like, especially like in inner city and all of uh-huh. that. Some all that violence. Just the violence and everything uh-huh. going on. You know that's coming from a place of emotion, bro. You know that's coming from a place of insecurities and uh-huh. just the blind leading the blind and just like, People uh, just misleading information, bro. You see, it's just, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I was reading something the other day, and it tie into this. Y'all know about Bloods and Crips and shit like that, right? Yeah. How the war started with the Trey Nine in the uh, 60s, and I could be speaking out of turn. Forgive me if you're a Crip and I am. I'm sorry. You know, for fucking up y'all history. I'm not a Crip, but I was reading about that, and... Um, I said that war started with like about a woman, about like high school kids getting into it with a female. It's ain't that so crazy? It's always a woman. Ain't that? Yeah, that. But ain't that so crazy? <laughs> like kids had an issue about a woman, and it led to so many generations of like loss. Like, ain't that crazy? Because like, a lot of it be like people already be, you know, especially in poverty, they already stressed the fuck out. Yeah. So when something like that happened, it just. I got a reason now. Yeah, so much economic disparity, mm-hmm. so much like I got a reason to crash out now. Yeah, to kill yeah, a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I just when I seen it, I'm like, damn, this all this killing, all this bloodshed really started at, for the sake of a a woman. You know what I mean? Like it started or or a girl really because they was mm-hmm. kids at the time. And it's years later, all that. But I know once it add up, it's other shit, too. It right. start as the woman, but it's add up to other shit as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, you just look at situations like that. And I, I think, bro, when it comes to our groups like that as well, and I, I just said that to mention this, when it comes to our groups like that as well, they're so important. They have so much power. Going back to the movie that we talked about with uh-huh. Fred Hampton, uh-huh. Judas and the Black Messiah. Our groups like that are so powerful, and that's originally what those groups started for, for protection of, you know, your area, whether it's from your own people or whether it's from police officers mm-hmm. or whoever. I think those groups like that are so powerful, and I just wish that it was something that could get them together and just organize and leave the bullshit alone, leave the illegal shit alone. Follow the white man's law. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Follow the white man's law, but manipulate the system in a way to where you start to excel. And we could do that, bro. Because we have so many factions. Crips, Bloods, GD, Vice Lords, Black Disciples. Uh-huh. It goes on Latin. Well, we could even include Latin Kings and all them in it as well. There's so many factions like La Ime or the, you know, all the Mexican gang uh-huh. and shit as well. If we could start including all of them or getting all of them together and organize, not, and, and say fuck the crime. Right. And start doing legal shit and start like educating educating in many ways, not just, you know, the scholarship or academia or none of that, educating in a way of of teaching a person how to be a man, teaching a person about, like, just basic hygiene, basic manners and how to conduct yourself in, in, the, in the community or whatever. We'd be so strong, bro. I be, I be thinking about that all the time, but I be thinking, like, how can we reach them? You know what I'm saying? The ones that have been setting their ways for so long. You can't. You can't, you know. Do, yeah. do I don't know the answer anyway. You know, it's like they get washed up by the system after a while. You know, yeah. like I, it's it's really depressing to me because I really don't know the answer. Don't know what to do. You know, you think about starting little programs and stuff and try. You know, I guess you get them while they're young. Yeah, you, know? you got to start. Yeah, get them when they five and six years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just bring them up that way, kind of how they was doing in uh, the movie. The Panther Cubs or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you got to. You got to. Like, I, I don't I don't really know the answer. I don't think there's no answer for somebody who already stuck in their ways. 
and I can't really speak to today's situation because it's been so much violence, uh-huh. so much bloodshed, so much BS to go on, and I can never come in and say, y'all, stop, because I don't know what it feels like to lose so many friends, so many loved ones at the hands of another person uh-huh. for reasons that you don't even understand. So, and I'm with you. I rack my mind all the time on how to think about that, and I, I, it just got to take. What's the, the the thing that Thanos said? And you may know a demo that uh, Thanos said on, uh, on uh, the uh, what's Avengers. He was like, as long as, and I'm I'm, I'm probably finna slaughter this motherfucker, <laughs> but as long as people remember what is. Oh uh, yeah, or what was? Yeah, as long as there are people around that remember what was, then you know there will always be people that fight against what somebody might be trying to do. Right. So, so he was up. trying to split. He, you know, was trying to cut the population in half to save people. Yeah. But of course, there were people that were still around that remembered what was around before. So he was like, "Fuck that! I just got to make a new universe." Yeah. And more people will be more grateful because I created this from nothing. Yeah. Like he got. Yeah, and, and I think. It's some shit to that. Like, it's some shit to that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I want to kill half of the population, but it's some shit to that, bro. In all levels, it's some shit to that because, man, I don't, I'm not saying this, and I hope it's not taken this way, but mm-hmm. you imagine if those guys who who just was gone, who can't remember all the violence and the bloodshed and all of that, and they not training these little kids up to hate these dudes that's fucking a half a mile that way. Like, if we can eliminate that, bro, you can start, you can train them young ones up to be, you know, something better, you know? You remember Dr. Umar Johnson, uh, he kind of slipped up and said some uh, one time, he was like, those guys that, you know, he was talking about rapists and, you know, guys that just career criminals and mm-hmm. stuff like that, he was like, it's time to do away with them. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, wow, you know what you just said? Yeah. Like, you really talking about... Killing these folks off, you off know, what I'm like offing them. Like he said it in so many words. Like that's what he wanted to do. I agree, bro. <laughs> but the problem with that is that, and back to Thanos's theory, it's like, well, what about the victims? You know, mm-hmm. the victims of the rapes, the rape victims, and the, the people who got raped, the people whose families, mm-hmm. you know, experienced the murders. Like mm-hmm. they still remember that person, yeah. so they're it's still in the back of their mind. They're gonna pass that along. And me and they Tanisha talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So me and Tanisha. We talk about that all the time with the politicians. It's like, shit. It's like, do you think that, you know, racism will ever go away? You know, because mom, you know, of course it's coming around, but mm-hmm. it's so many generations and generations that date back. And, um, you know, they passing it down to their young ones and they learning and the history books is purposefully not writing our history in and keeping certain things in and keeping certain things out. So it's like, is it ever going to go away? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'll ever go away? What was your what was your, what was your take on that? Man? I I think it's gonna take a minute. I don't think we're gonna see it in our lifetime just yeah. because those same mm-hmm. people that you know, the people that was around for Martin Luther King's like our grandparents was around for Martin Luther yeah. King's uh, assassination. Yeah, JFK's assassination. Was. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, and we're still around for that. So I'm like, her generation got to go. Then the next generation after that. Then our generation. So it's like now we teaching that same shit. As long as we remember 9-11, as long as we remember the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, I Malcolm think it's going to take uh, Malcolm X, X, everybody. like. And now we got Nipsey, the people comparing him to, mm-hmm. you know, fallen leaders and prophets and different things like that. Mm-hmm. It, the shit just, it, it seems like it just keeps going around in circles. I, I think it's never going to go anywhere because it's easier to hate. Yeah. You know, it's, it's much quicker to it, hate. It, like, it's uncomfortable uncomfortable for people to be like to to love unconditionally yeah. and to love unconditionally you got to have complete transparency mm-hmm. and compassion and compassion and we just lacked it yeah for so many different reasons um, touch on that transparency thing the the it, that's fear based yeah yeah right. yeah it, it makes people real feel real uncomfortable complete transparency yeah. because you see so many times you you know you vent to somebody and you mm-hmm. be complete you know, transparent with them, and this thing you know, they're using the information against you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you see it all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. So I understand at the same time, but if we just all could come together and love each other, that shit would, it, it would be gone. 
Yeah, you you know something that I do want to say though, because I I said earlier I don't know, but it was only because of like uh, the fear of saying what I really was thinking in. I, how to fix that situation with what's going on with with our people and how they could change. I feel like I know a way that could change it, um, but it will just it'll involve putting money in the community, mm-hmm. like getting. Listen. Most of these people, like I was watching the interview, the Vlad TV interview with Lil Bibby, and he was like, "Man, Vlad, I was crazy. I was doing this and all the stuff he was done as a as a young one or whatever." Uh-huh. That shit don't even apply to him no more. Why? Because he got money now and he rich and he got a lot more. Changed his whole thought process. It changed his thought process. Put money into those communities, giving them the chance to be wealthy and 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 have something. I think that that'll be like the major change in all of that. And it, it go back to what we talk about all the time, group economics. Group economics. You man. know what I'm saying? And I feel like as a black family, we hustle backwards. Yeah. You know what I'm Explain saying? Explain that. Like, instead of come, coming up together as a family and just learning business together, mm-hmm. you have, like you per se, you go off, go to college, mm-hmm. get in debt, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, go do for yourself. Now you try to come back and get your family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard. It's hard, yeah. Bro, most, most... Like wealthy white individuals, I didn't talk to. They already had it, the the, the family structure down. Like mm. you know, they straight. Yeah, I know a person. They they got a whole compound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like mm. she she's getting her house built on the compound. Yeah, she ain't got to mm. worry about going out doing it on her own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. We don't we don't put that in. You know, into the black family. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah. To break it down even a little further for. Uh, breakdown leaving a little further for you as well is like, like in regards to group economics, just using that example, that same exact example that you just gave me. I'm already in a state of debt. Like I'm trying to climb out of my situation exactly. that I put myself in. Why? Because my mother couldn't fully understand, and she allowed me to get into that situation. So I'm trying to climb myself, pull myself out of that, and that takes time. And by the time I pull myself out of that situation, I'm trying to go back and get these other ones. And, and just teach them and educate them, but they don't already had a lot of time to be set into the bullshit. Into the bullshit. So now you having to unlearn, to, like teach them and make them unlearn all of the BS. Mm-hmm. Breaking it, it's almost like, like you can't do it. It's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle with fucking weights on your back, <laughs> shit falling down. Yeah, and shit, and you having to die. <laughs> shit, that's what it is, bro. It's like set up for a trap, and that's why. I stress the importance of like insurance, right? Yeah. Or uh, like life insurance. Or I stress the importance of like investing, you know, having a, a fund to put back, or just financial literacy, uh-huh. period. That's why I stress that. Uh-huh. And then another thing, and boy, I want to finish this thought before I even move on to what I'm, what I'm about to say in regards to group economics. But that's why I stress the financial stability and that's why I stress the, the financial literacy part of. Uh, of all of it, because the reality is this: financial literacy can take you a long way, and if you understand how finances move, you don't have to be rich. You can just understand the basics. You don't have to be rich, and you can set yourself up well, and you can understand, you can set your your children up well. And what that'll turn into is generational wealth. You may start out just doing forty thousand a year. Right, and right. I think that's what we confuse ourselves with. We think that you got to do all this extra shit. You got to make all this hell of money. No, you just got to set the right things in place, live within your means, and then put the, those other right things in place and pass it on to your child. Even if you only got a hundred thousand, pass it on to your child and instill that into him. Give him mm-hmm. that game so he can pass it on to his child. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean white people. Mm-hmm. That's well, not all of them, of course, because you got poor whites too. Right, right, right. But just to make that point about group economics, about what I said, or what I'm saying is, I think it's so many layers. We were talking about just the other day how damaged the black man is and how I'm so forgiving of the black man nowadays. Mm-hmm. because Or the black person, black woman, black man. I'm so forgiving of the black woman or the black man because of all the damage, so right? Much. It's so much fucking damage. And um, when, just with that, right, group economics. You got people who uh, automatically we got this mindset of being competitive against each other, you know, and and it's not like, oh, I want to beat you. I want to beat you. I want to beat you. Like, 
it's more of, oh, you doing this? I'm gonna do it too, and I'm gonna do it better. Mm-hmm. All right, and I, I'm. It's nothing wrong with that competitive nature. Me and New got that about ourselves, right? But one thing that we do, or we make sure we do, is one, we share information. Mm-hmm. Like we competitors for sure, but we share information. We make sure that he, I make sure that he up to date on situations and he makes sure I'm up to date on situations, save how to save, what to do with this, something that I just learned. We do that in Tribe Wealth mm-hmm. as well. Like we can, don't, by all means, when I'm screenshotting my portfolio and putting it in there, make no mistake, I'm not just doing that, you know, to show you, I'm showing you how well I'm doing. Right, like, right. Hey, these investments I'm got, hey, they're going crazy right yeah. now. Man. But at the same time, it's nothing for me to add also. How did I get to that How point? We'll give you some 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 shit with it. And you're not a you're not a crab on information. I heard somebody say that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like meaning like you're not withholding information. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I don't know why we do that. Like I don't I don't I can never understand it. Yeah. It's the same reason why we go get money just to impress poor people. Mm. Why we we try to get money to impress poor people. It's the same reason. It's you want to look like the elite amongst your own. I'm not, bro. I'm not fucking. This, this see. <laughs> I tell. I used to tell Fred them this all the time. I mean, Demo, you probably don't hear me say this shit as well, right? I would say this all the time. Y'all not my peers. Make no fucking mistake. You <laughs> niggas is not my peers. We the same age. We doing some of the same things, but y'all not my peers. Not because I feel like y'all lesser than me. Mm -hmm. Not at all. But you're not my peer because I'm competing with Jeff Bezos. I'm competing with Elon Musk. Not Mm -hmm. as an inventor or whatever, but as a businessman. Mm -hmm. I'm competing with them. I'm not competing with y'all. I'm competing with, you know, and his Byron, Byron Allen. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a black man who, y'all know Byron Allen, right? Have y'all heard of him? No. Mm -hmm. Another black man, wealthy as hell. Look into him. Like, I'm competing with Jay-Z. I'm not competing with y'all. So it's nothing for me to hand y'all off information on what mm-hmm. I'm learning right now because in my mind, I'm competing with those type of guys. Right. I study them. And I'm not studying them to be like them. I'm studying them like, oh, yeah, you made that mistake. Look at your stupid ass. Well, I'm, and this me eating cereal right now. Bitch, I don't <laughs> I'm eating cereal. Like, I don't even eat cereal. I don't know why I did that. But, like, this me right now. Like, yeah, oh, you doing good. You just made that business move. Don't worry about it. I seen Jay-Z do the deal with, uh, what was it? Uh, Moet, yeah. where he signed Ace of Spades, or oh, is it Ace of Spades? That's his thing. Signed, yeah, Ace of Spades. Yeah, signed fifty percent of that over to Moet. I'm like, oh yeah, that was good, Jay Z. Don't worry about it, nigga. I'm <laughs> on your ass, boy. <laughs> I'm on your ass. You're using it to fuel you. So, yeah. so to the nigga who who on IG, ain't nothing wrong with this, but I'm finna say to the nigga <laughs> who on IG with the money on his ear or the spread money, nigga, you. You don't have to do that for me because you're not even a factor to me. It means nigga. nothing to me. You mean <laughs> nothing to me. <laughs> but going going back to what you said, Roscoe, um, or T, you might have said it. I don't know, but it's isn't it fear based too? At the same time, absolutely. If you feel like if you feel that need, it's almost like a fear of what'll happen if I don't have this. What'll happen if I don't do this? Will mm-hmm. people look at me differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is absolutely. We we live off of we go we. Go off of survival. Yeah. I hate that, too. But we had to for so long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I always say survival has equated to so much betrayal within, you know. <sighs> you know about what I'm saying? Like, like, on every, every level, like, from relationships with your girl, relationships with your friends, yeah. like, oh shit, the movie we just watched. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude did that. What's his name? William O'Neill? Yeah, yeah. He did it because he was just trying to survive. He was just trying to survive. He just didn't want to go to jail. He knew. (laughs) (laughs) If all I got to do is infiltrate these niggas and and give you this little information and I don't go to jail. And they paid him for it. And they paid him. Sweet. (laughs) In the movie, they gave him a gas station. Yeah, yeah. You you know about Denmark VC, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, same shit. That's, That's that story. Same shit. Like. Like that that story about Denmark is the same shit. It's like you betrayed these people from the, you know, yeah, like it's the same concept, bro. And we live off of survival, bro. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And we I think a lot of us are, are oblivious to it. 
Yeah. We don't even realize it. So we can't we can't even, you know how we do something sometimes, you be like, oh, let me check myself, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't even know because yeah. they're just in their mode. Yeah. I got to do this for me. Yeah. You know. You think about um, the time if we go back to uh, the, the purple shirt theory that I had. Mm-hmm. Going back to that, like if you living in it so much, you don't know. You don't fucking know because right. you're living in it. Right, you in it. You live in, in the depths it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I definitely understand that. The reality is with all of this shit is like you said, we we moving off of survival. Mm-hmm. It's a survival thing. And I can't fault them for that. And even that whole concept of the guys with the money in the air, that's that it's fear based as well. Like it's the insecurities, fear of somebody seeing you as a broke person or something like mm-hmm. that. But I don't have those insecurities anymore. Due to because of self evaluation, they gone. You know, that self evaluation is key. Yeah, bro, I eliminated that for me, for myself. Well, how long did it take you to, um, like, get to that point in your life knowing that you needed like self evaluation? Well, I'm still going through it right now, bro. Right. Me I'm too. Still going through it right now. It's a constant battle. You sometimes you don't realize how much you mess up. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Like in, when you're in, the, just like you said, when you're in the act of, you're just so used to just being, mm-hmm. you don't realize that you're really messing up. Yeah. That's the thing, though. It's like, you, I think the perspective is off there because you said it. You said it. You're being. You're mm-hmm. just being. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you've been put on earth to do. Like, be. Just be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't think of it as messing up. Just think of I'm being. So right. I'm trying to, the self evaluation is knowing that you're being and. Mm-hmm. Every day you're trying to be the best you you could be, yeah. but it's not you necessarily. I mean, I guess, I don't. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no right or wrong way to do it because mm-hmm. we set those we set those terms right. on what we think is right, mm-hmm. even though we may not necessarily know all the time. We yeah. we may think we're doing something right when we really we've been fucking up the whole time, yeah. according to whoever set the rules. Yeah, and we set the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that's a scripture right there. <laughs> That's a fucking word right there. <laughs> like, honest to God, like, who set these rules? Who set these standards of right and wrong? I look at that shit about, like, uh, I seen the Wack 100 thing where he was talking about with Meek Mill, like, real street niggas, so and so. So I'm like, who make these fucking rules, bro? Like, who made that rule up? Nigga, you just made that up on the spot. Because it ain't no written rules about the streets. You just made that up on the spot. Who make these rules? I don't understand why it's so glorified. Bro. I, when I be looking at it, anytime I see an individual talk like that, and I lost a lot of respect for, like, certain rappers and stuff that I used to, like, you know, coming up, you look up to them and stuff like that, and they always, all oh, street niggas, street niggas. I'm like, why are you still preaching that dumbass shit? You a millionaire. You a millionaire. You ain't been, you, nigga, you been, you been rich forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, why preach that shit to kids that trying to come up and you see what's happening. People be dying for no reason over stupid no. shit. So crazy, bro. It's just, like I said again, even the, the elite of us, the elite of us, and by us, I mean black people, mm-hmm. we are fucked up still. Fucked up. Because you may have those own personal beliefs as a street nigga or whatever you want to call yourself. You may have those personal beliefs, but you... As a rich, wealthy, successful, established adult, need to take, especially a celebrity, you got to take accountability for that bullshit that mm-hmm. you're spewing out in that moment. A lot of people won't say it, especially the outlets that we look at, like the Breakfast Club and all of that, because they're within that industry. And I see Charlemagne thinking about that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. But he won't come out and say it because you're in that industry. You got to interview these people. You got to see these people. But I'm not. And I'm going to tell you, like, that shit's so fucking stupid to pump that shit. If those are your own personal beliefs, believe them and believe them and have that code amongst your friends, your people, and mm-hmm. whoever you deal with in the streets together with. Mm-hmm. But don't put that shit out in the universe, bro, for these little kids who don't understand that shit and who look at what you say as scripture and they're going to go follow that shit. And crash the fuck out, bro. And it be kids that don't even come from that environment. Don't even come from it, bro. Because they thinking, oh, this is cool. This is how I get those who come from the environment to accept me. Yeah. And he rich. I see him. He rich. He doing well. So he done all of that. 
Shit, well, my parents did ain't worth a damn. Oh, yeah, I'm on it then, because he a millionaire. Exactly. It's so crazy, bro. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. And they don't even realize he, yeah, you know, blood, all this shit, boy, you fucking, that's cool shit. It is. And I wish, like, and if I could have, like, conversations with him, I know he's an intelligent person. Clearly, you have to be an intelligent person to come from where he come from to do that prison time, to do all of that. You are extremely intelligent. Bro, you got a responsibility, bro. Like, okay, I'll give you this. If you just want to tell your story and you want to put out who you are to the to the world, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. But it's your you got a responsibility to also tell people both sides. And I'll give that to that nigga. He do. He'll say, I hadn't put down no game bag. I don't believe in game bang for kids. I don't let kids be game bangers and all that. That's the Wack One Hundred. Oh, Wack One Hundred. Yeah. Like. I don't, I don't let kids gang bang. I don't put people down with gang banging and all of that. He, he will say that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I want to tell both sides of the story if I'm going to come at him like that. But like I said, you know, why even mention that shit? I got some beliefs, some strong beliefs about shit, niggas, that Ooh. how I move. And I'm not finna put this out here on this podcast because <laughs> there's a lot of young ones that look up to me. And you don't need to go down that road because the reality is... <laughs> You're not willing to do what I'm going to do or right. what I want to do. And you're not willing to face the consequences like I am, like mm. I've already accepted. Right. So it's almost like you're saying by putting out that type of stuff, you're taking away people's ability to choose almost. To choose. Because if they hear from you, somebody that they look up to, and it's almost like I have to go or I need to go that route because I see the position he's in. Mm-hmm. So now you stripped them of their right to be like, well, let me make a decision for myself. 100%. You hit the nail on the head. And they mind's not even developed yet. Yeah. So when they, you know Easily influenced. Easily influenced. Yeah. Easily influenced. They don't even know they don't even have emotionally they don't even have emotional intelligence at yeah. that time. Yeah. You know. But again, we still working it out. Exactly. <laughs> like so you know I, bruh. I tell people all the time. The th- the way I think now and the way I move now, you can ask anybody. As far as like my my business sense and all of that and how like to structure something and organize and mobilize and all that, I've been that way since a child. Mm-hmm. Like I've been that way, but I'm so glad that I didn't just get lucky or hit that big break as a kid, bro. I would have been sending hits on motherfuckers and everything, bro. I would have been <laughs> outrageous, bro. From fucking from the time I really got into myself about twelve and realizing who I was and how intelligent I was to about. Probably about 20. Oh, motherfuckers would have been in trouble. I probably would have been in prison, bro. Because I would have been sending hits at motherfuckers. I would have been doing all type of stupid if you, shit. If you would have got that bad. If I would have got that money, bro. <laughs> it would have just been too much for me to handle. Because even though I had I, people seen me as mature because of the way I could speak, the way the things that I could do, my business sense, how well I can retain information, and so on and so forth. But what they didn't see is that little angry motherfucker on the inside when somebody disrespect you is like, oh, okay. Then you had plenty of niggas around you that loved you, would have did anything you said. They would have done it broke. Broke. They they would have done it broke. <laughs> they have done it broke while I'm broke. If I had money, it could just be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this and do that for you. Here go 100000 or so on and so forth. Oh, shh. <laughs> would have been a lot of dead niggas. It's facts. It's facts. I'm just speaking truth. We're glad that truth. didn't happen. I'm so glad that shit didn't happen. Like, and that's why I'm now I'm coming into money now and I'm doing well for myself. Or think what I consider money. Right. You know, I'm doing well for myself and I'm coming into money and I got the emotional maturity or the emotional intelligence, as you said, to to do better mm-hmm. about shit like that. Because niggas don't realize a life costs a Honda Accord. 2010 <laughs> with 100,000 hey, miles on it. You fucked me up when you told me that. I got on the phone. I said, this nigga crazy. Yeah, life costs a Honda Accord 2010 <laughs> with 100,000 miles on it. Now, you know you can't just, that shit went way over my head. I got to explain that conversation. <laughs> and I feel like the people deserve to get that explained. <laughs> yeah. You know how much a, uh, what you said, 2010 Honda Accord? 2010 Honda Accord with 100,000 miles on it. Yeah, whatever price that is, you look up on Blue Book Value. It ain't much. That's how much a life costs. <laughs> It ain't much. <laughs> so niggas know. will kill you for a fresh pair of J's out here. It's facts. It's facts. <laughs> they'll kill you for a fresh pair of J's because they don't want to be talked about. They'll take you the fuck out for nothing. Your mata panada. <laughs> it was like, what that mean? That mean I killed for nothing. <laughs> As a gay said, he said something like that. Something like that. I mean I killed for nothing. So yeah, motherfucker, take you the fuck up out of here for a little to nothing. I wanted to. Uh, 
ask you why you think because uh, I only thought about this because uh, my mama called me it's about one of my cousins he was like you know he's just going through a tough time like right. getting in trouble with the law and stuff mm-hmm. like that and she was like maybe you should just reach out to him you know he's you know you doing good and stuff like that I said mama my type of good is not appealing to him you know I said, yeah, my credit going up. Yeah, I'm, I got a steady job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I can I can go and make money and save money. Mm-hmm. But that's not appealing to him. Yeah. He want to see the nigga with the, the bands. He want yeah. a nigga like Lil Boosie to come talk to him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the one. Everything I say, don't go in one ear and not the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I was to say something to him, what could I say? Yeah. yeah. What's the question? What, what do I think you was forming the question in the beginning? What do I think? Like, oh... Uh, or just what's my opinion? What can you think? People like us, how could we reach people like that? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think going back to what you said, mm-hmm. transparency. It's just transparency. If you know, yeah, I'm I'm all about business. I'm all about respect. I'm all about like having manners and having to conduct yourself and be civilized and all of that. You know the 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 rules or whatever that's been set in place by this, the environment or the society that we live in. I'm all about following those rules and the laws and all of that. Mm. But you got to let them know the other side of you too, that dark side, <clears throat> that dark side that'll say that, that know, you know, the how, you know, they know all that other shit. Right, you got to right, let right. appeal to that side of him as well. Just be transparent with him. Yeah. And I, any of these young dudes who are out exploring themselves in the streets and all that, like I've been that dude, like just trying to figure it out, doing shit, selling dope, uh, what, selling weed, selling uh, pills, you know, mm-hmm. stealing, doing all type of shit. I've been that dude. Nobody, a lot of people around me didn't know it too, but I've been that dude, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to appeal to that side of them. Mm-hmm. But, and and not not by trying to give you a resume, because I had a young one tell me one time, <laughs> he was like, bro, motherfuckers don't care about what you used to do. Hell no, they don't. Like, you are absolutely right, young brother. Because <laughs> like, I don't argue with the young ones. The young ones will kill you. Yeah. I don't argue with them. Like, I'm like, nah, you right. You know, like, shit, motherfuckers don't care about what I used to do and the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. You right. They don't apply to the situations of the streets now. You're right. You're absolutely right because shit is totally different. Uh, shit, when I was selling weed, we were selling regular. That's not even a thing now. Not even a thing. So, so it's like, you right. Those things don't apply. But you you got to do that without giving your resume. You don't have to give your resume the things that you used to do because you're not actively doing them, so they can't mm-hmm. respect that. But you got to appeal to that side of him through your transparency. You got to show him. But, bro, like, I, I, before I even say that, or along with that, that Nipsey song where he was like, I was sending him my link and I started thinking, nigga, I ain't going to make $100 million in these streets and, that shit hit that little bar, them bar that hit me so hard because I used to sit in my Buick and just think like, man, I'll be coming home from whatever, you know, done sold my little my little QP or whatever and my little couple pills and shit and just be thinking like, yeah, I got a couple hundred dollars, but a million is so far away so from far this. Away. I'll never be able to make a million dollars doing it. Couldn't even it. think of how to attain it doing it, could right. you? <laughs> it, it didn't register to my mind how to make a million dollars off selling this little weed, even if I got up to a pound or a couple pounds or what. Like, how can I make money doing this? I would have to be fucking El Chapo with a million yeah. fucking, with fucking truckloads of that shit, mm-hmm. like to make a, a couple million and be well off. That's just not a reality. The thing is, in the streets, and I'm going to speak for that. Uh, I ain't never seen no millionaires in the streets, and it's rare that they are. Mm-hmm. And I think you just got to appeal to that side of them young people, bro, and just show them, like, yeah, that shit cool. That's what rappers and shit rap about. But you do realize all them rappers ain't doing none of that no more. Mm-hmm. Most of them rappers you talking about got rich at fucking 20 years old or 23 years old or even in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. They were still young and got rich as hell and been rich and been having money, and they ain't had to do none of that. So you appealing to you, you loving that shit for nothing. And I think you just when you when you talking to them as well, you just gotta let them know how good we living on this side too. Right. We living good over here. Yeah. I ain't gotta worry about no motherfucker pulling up on me or none of that no more. I can remember riding off of Oak Hill, bro. I got so much shit on me. <laughs> I got fucking plenty of the weed. 
right here, just out on the seat. I got fucking in my console and my Buick fucking pills. Granted, I had the pills. They wouldn't, I had them in my own pill bottle, mm-hmm. but still, like, one look at them, you'll realize, oh, these ain't no motherfucking, you know, ibuprofen, 800 ibuprofen. <laughs> you know, one look, medicine. you gonna realize, like, right. oh, no, nah, nigga, this is like, these some hydros or some shit, like some, some Zans. Or mm-hmm. I got all of these motherfuckers over here. I got a fucking gun in my trunk, two, three of them that's stolen, mm-hmm. and the police jump in behind me. Mm. Heart dropped in your ass. I'm like, oh, Jesus. The whole ass tight. Yeah, the police jumped in behind <laughs> me, but his lights on. He fucking on me, right? right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This nigga finna take me. This nigga finna, like, damn, how did he know? Who the fuck snitching all of that? <laughs> I get all the way, because you know, Oak Hill, there ain't too many places you can pull off at. Right. I get all the way to the end of the road of the church and pull off at the church. Like, he finna stop me. I'm finna get locked up. He just shot on right past me. Mm. Who the fuck want to live like that, bro? Fear of getting locked up and shit. I don't want to be locked up, bro. It ain't shit cool about a nigga in jail, bro. I always tell people, like, and uh, this this woman told me one time, before you think about doing something illegal, she was like, go sit in the bathroom without your phone. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. Let that be your place of, you know, where you finna be for the next couple hours and see. If, if that's what you want to do for yeah. the next two to five years. Yeah, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it made so much sense. I don't want to do that. Ain't nothing noble about that shit, bro. It ain't nothing noble about them them niggas. It ain't. I mean, man, free all them guys in jail, yeah. bro, for, for, for sure. I'm going to always say that because, you know, I had family members incarcerated and all of that. And even times myself could have been. But, uh-huh. like, free all of them. But it ain't nothing cool about a nigga, like, Trading cupcakes and shit, bro. It's commodity and shit, bro. It ain't nothing cool about that. You worked in the prison, yeah. so you know. Bro, I was in jail for eight hours. Yeah. It felt like a eternity. Yeah, bro. I kept looking at the clock and some niggas told me, bro, sit your ass down. Yeah. Like yeah. listen, it ain't gonna make it it ain't gonna make it quicker, bro. Just go to sleep. Yeah, bro. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all right. Yeah. And bro. I went you know, and I think people like Bobby Smurdo need to come out. You know, dude got glorified. If you if you if you didn't notice that shit, yeah, it was like a whole celebration yeah, on yeah. the internet for him. Yeah, for sure. So younger niggas looking at that. Yeah. So it's like, damn. You need to tell both sides. You need shit. to tell like both MC sides, said. bro. Tell both sides, bro, because that shit ain't cute. That shit ain't cute. That shit fucked up. <laughs> it's harmful and damaging. Like Casanova said, he was like, I'm an hour away. I ain't got no visit yet. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What about those nights? Those yeah. days. When you feeling low, you ain't got no, ain't nobody came to holler at you. No letters, no phone calls. I've seen niggas walking around there depressed. Yeah, bro. Going room. crazy. You gotta be on suicide watching them. Yeah, bro. You know, I'm sitting here watching for 12 hours, making sure you don't kill yourself. And so, talking to you, trying to up your spirit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nah, I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. That's what I said. Because it's so many, especially now, because we, tur- we we beginning to be in, like, what they call a gig economy, which means that, you know, the reality of all of that shit is that, um, with the gig economy, is that you get a chance to create your own path with it, right? Mm-hmm. Within the gig economy. You get a chance to create your own avenues and your own path in there because a lot of people, tra- basically what it means, a lot of people transition to self-employment and taking uh, advantage and gaining their own economic, um, their own economic empowerment. Mm-hmm. They're empowering themselves economically through, you know, apps or whatever the case right, may right. be. We headed into that. There's so many ways to make money now. To the to the young young dude out there that's selling, you know, an ounce and he getting two hundred dollar profit a week off that bitch, you stupid as fuck, nigga. Yeah. You dumb. You might as well go drive an Uber, nigga. Yeah. It's pointless. To the to the old nigga out there who doing the same thing, you stupid as fuck, nigga. <laughs> You might as well go drive Uber. You might as well go deliver with Postmates. You might as well go do something with it. Something that they offer, even within the stock market, is easy. Yeah. And it's legal. You might as well go do that. If you, you take a loss, you ain't going to jail. You ain't going to jail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who wants to be stripped of their freedom, bro? It's just little the thing. little freedom that we do have. Yeah. Grew up seeking violence, but then I got the knowledge. What's good? This is the What's the Knowledge segment of the podcast where, like the name says, I give you knowledge. And today I want to talk about something that's probably been uh, 
a strong factor in my life. It's really saved my life, actually. And it's self-evaluation. And in order to show you what a self-evaluation is, I have to give you an example of how I do it. So, every night, it's a ritual I have. I'll uh, pray, I'll meditate, and I'll do a self-evaluation. And what this self-evaluation entails is... uh, me going through my whole day and how my day went, right? So I'll uh, think about the good I did and think about how can I make that good better. I think about the bad I did and how can I make that bad good or how can I make that bad right. I think about the wrong I did and how can I make that wrong right as well. I also think about situations where I led with ego. I think... That that's probably one of my biggest downfalls a lot of times. Or even me as a man, I lead with ego. So I think about those times and how can I correct it? I think about self-sabotaging behaviors that I may exhibit during the day that could, you know, could have interfered with a blessing or anything else. And moving forward, I try to correct that. One thing I want to say, the biggest loss that you can take in life is loss of yourself right I can say this because I've experienced that I was at a state where I almost lost myself and because of practicing things like self evaluations I found myself I realized who I was I want to end by saying this knowledge is power and the more knowledge you get the more power you get this is the What's Not a segment of the podcast. Until next time. Thank you. All right, we are back. I had to take a piss break. I've been drinking a lot of water and wine today. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about one more thing, then we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, man. It's maintaining peace with all the chaos around me. Um, and everybody can speak to this. Uh, what's been going on in the world as of lately or in the past year. It's been a lot of chaos. We lost a lot of good people, you know, and I'm sure we gained some good people too. We just don't know it yet. But maintaining peace and chaos, I want to give y'all something with that. Um, my whole life, for the most part, has been uh, chaos. And if you're black, you know exactly what I mean. And if you maybe if you're not black, you still know what I mean been a lot of chaos in my life and in my mind period just the pressures the pressure to look impressive the pressure to be the best I can be and so on and so forth um I just want to make sure that y'all understand that you won't get it right always if ever but who are we to define what right is or to define what's best for a situation. The way I maintain peace and chaos is knowing that I don't have to live by society's standards. I don't have to be held up by uh, what another person thinks or what another person feels. I have my own principles and my own morals. I got my own way of thinking, and I'm comfortable with that. But also, along with that, I welcome anybody who thinks differently than the way I think. Mm -hmm. And I tell them we can still coexist together and we can still be great. I think that's the way to maintain that peace and chaos. With me, uh, what helps me maintain peace and chaos? I just realized that most things that we care about don't fucking matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Like the things that, you know, being the freshest, being, you know, just having all the money, you know, and I'm not trying to encourage like a nihilistic way of thinking, but most things don't matter, you know, so that's how, that's how I maintain my peace. You're absolutely right. Um, I do it by, um, I do it by um, maintaining a sense of control and understanding exactly who's in control and what you can control, you know, I, um, you know, most recently, a couple of weeks ago, I started 
to recite the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. And if y'all not familiar with the serenity prayer, they uh, say it in alcohol anonymous meetings before they say the first verse of it. But I, I memorize the entire thing and I say it every morning, mm-hmm. you know, just because, you know, it's uh, uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot control and to the courage to change the things that I can, you know, and I keep those two lines in mind in particular. And, you know, um, just to use the example of Tanisa, my girlfriend, you know, um, she's like a road race. She got super road race. So we'll be on the phone when she on the way from home and she'll be like yelling at people. And it's gotten to a point where it's kind of annoyed me. So I told her, I said, you know, I, I think it's kind of rude. You know, you yelling at people in traffic and I'm trying to tell you about my day, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> some shit like that. So like you can't control, I, I tell her, use your horn, you know, mm-hmm. stop yelling at people in traffic because they can't hear you. Yeah. Use your horn. That's the best thing you can use. That's what you can control. So, that's the way I maintain peace. I just, you know, maintain that sense of control, knowing mm-hmm. who's in control, and just trying to control the things that I can. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Listen, man, it's always good talking to y'all. It's extremely <laughs> therapeutic. Very therapeutic. I'm glad we got a chance to go ahead and start this up because uh, absolutely we shit this is what we do anyway we sit around always since we all met each other and just talk anyway mm-hmm. you know but again man um, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the podcast this is the child by t podcast where we give you real raw raw dog authentic <laughs> conversation <laughs> i can't help myself i'm sorry authentic conversation straight from the heart until next time see y'all